0: I just
1: can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I
0: am making love in there. Do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of the Glace Film Club podcast. Yes, of course, we're here to chat about film, really get into the nitty gritty of it. And once again, we've got stuck in. We've picked a film that we think there's a lot to chat about, one that we might enjoy, one we might not do. But either way, we're always here to give our opinions. And we've got, once again, not just myself, But the film reviewer, the man with all the words and all the views and opinions, but always ones that we want to hear. It is, of course, our very own Callum. Callum, how are you doing today?
1: The man of words. Love it. (laughs) Absolutely. I have a lot of words to say. Loads. Um, All the words. All the words. Yeah, absolutely. Whether Whether it's of coherence or if anyone really... Wants to listen to those words is a, is another debate. However, irrelevant,
0: irrelevant. I have
1: the words and that's enough. I am good. No, I'm all right. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm am I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, I, I have a lovely lovely curry for tea. It's very nice. Nice. Um, uh,
0: what else have I been up to?
1: Um, you got a stab stabbed in there.
0: the arm again, didn't you, this week?
1: Yeah, I'm double vaxed, double dosed. Absolutely. Yeah, I was um, I queued. Outside, thank you St. Helens Rugby Stadium by the way, totally wicked stadium Um, I'm not calling it a totally wicked stadium that's who it's sponsored by Um, but yeah, brilliant double vaxxed Um, I might be able to go on holiday we will see
0: I've got my fingers crossed tightly for Callum for you Callum because I know how much you've been uh, anticipating your big trip to America and I'm sure it'll provide a lot of stories and opportunity for you to hit the road and express yourself in all sorts of ways and i want that for you but if not as i said to you and as i will say to the listeners now the uk has got you covered this summer if not i mean there'll be plenty of (laughs) films for you to watch rather than going on a different month so you can keep that as your saving grace but i do hope it turns out for you callum now you've got your arms jabbed let's hope i'm sure all the listeners will be rooting for you anyway callum's holiday antics can be for another podcast as I will commission him to do that if he does go to America, because I'd love to hear a road podcast. But that's not what we're doing today. What we're doing today is what we do best, and we're going to review a film for you. Callum, what film did we watch over the last week, and what was it all about? Hit us.
1: We watched Up in the Air. Uh, It was a 2009 American comedy um, directed by uh, Jason Reitman. Had George Clooney in it, uh, Vera Famiga, uh, and Anna Kendrick, so pretty solid cast. Um, it follows the story of Clooney's character, Ryan Bingham, who um, works for this big um, sort of company, this big corporate giant. Um, it's like a human resources firm, and he travels around the US basically firing people. Um, that's his role, but he does it with style. Uh, he swans around in a very expensive suit and a uh, fancy suitcase and loves the, the the lifestyle of being up in the air um, from place to place. Um, he also does speeches as well at various um, corporate conferences and his, his favourite analogy is kind of a what's in your backpack and it's all these sort of motivational speeches of like, Living free and being independent in your destiny, like not carrying your backpack, not carrying your life's problems around with you, because he has this idea of imagine putting you your new car, your house, your responsibilities in this backpack. If you take all that out, you're free, and you can just be free. And that's that's the sort of mantra that he lives by. Um, anyway, whilst he's on the roads or up in the air, should I say? Um, he's called back to um the company uh because they're embracing this sort of new method of firing people and it's chronically relevant to the the day in which we live because the company has decided that they can still fire people but they can do it over a video conferencing service which is exactly how we're doing this right now (laughs) which so it's it's achingly contemporary i guess um uh, chillingly (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah, uh Kendra Anna Kendrick's character uh, Alex is the person that's leading this new um this new modern way of making people's lives miserable by firing them. And uh Bingham is really skeptical at first because he thinks he so it takes away the human emotion of of firing somebody. Um you need to be able to console them and comfort them and you can't really do that um if you're thousands of miles away behind a computer screen. Um but he ends up tutoring her um of how to sort of fire people effectively basically um, whilst on the road with Kendrick um, uh, Clooney falls in love with this other person who's also worked for a similar company, she's, she's always on the move she's called Alex, played by Vera uh, Vera Famiga um, he falls in love with her um, and then he begins to question his own philosophy um, of living free, being on the road and not necessarily having a sense of place um, and he tries to meet alex at her home only to discover that she is married has kids and is actually quite settled so it transpires that they were having an affair up in the air basically um and it's really nihilistic he's crushed and it ends with him kind of looking at a departure board and he just kind of leaves his luggage in the air, in the departure lounge and it's alluded to that he will forever be floating in the air alone and free but is he really free And that's basically up in the air. Are we really free?
0: (laughs) It it ends with his whole life going up in the air. Yeah. That's what we're going to take from it on that. But thank you, Callum. Thank you once again for your wonderful synopsis and insight. My first reaction at the end of the film was one of a bit of emptiness. I think very funny, witty film, clever concept, and boy, do I love a concept and this was delivered very well. They said, great line-up, and it was it was fast, the film. And mm. that was necessary because of the plot. It was about moving quickly. It was about travel, quickly meeting different people, a lot of that. But it did help with the the watchability of the film. Like It was fast, there was movement, there was a lot of that, and it felt good, it was enjoyable. Because of that, and there was nothing too laboured on it, because it could have been a bit cheesy, because something like that, where it's a slightly fictional setting, like, oh, we're going to have this video conferencing, so we'll have this company do that, sometimes films labour that one little bit of it, and it's like, oh, this is a bit corny now, whereas that was just used as a a point for the actual message of the film, like you said. And, yeah, so I think it felt so empty, and it was interesting it ended so nihilistically because it absolutely had all the hallmarks for a film that was going to be rounded at the end especially with George Clooney in you thought okay we're gonna have these ups and downs we're gonna see that his lead character has got these views and a bit different to society but when he has this epiphany and he goes after the girl then they'll get together and we'll have a rounded one of, like, he found himself through his experience and then he gets his closure. But he doesn't. He doesn't get that closure. It's thrown back in his face. And that's why it ends so emptily and in a nihilistic way that you don't really expect. I I very much thought it was going to be a lot more rounded than that. And that's what I thought made, made it very good in that sense, in terms of the plot, because it threw you in a different direction there. But another reason why I really did feel the emptiness, because it did resonate a lot, because as we talk about a lot on this podcast, and I don't want to make this another rant about the traditional American road movie, but it does have a lot of tropes of that. But we talk about this idea of searching for your identity through travel and movement, which he absolutely bangs on about. His character talks about that a lot through his speeches, but also when he's... uh, having a rant to Natalie, who's played by Anna Kendrick, saying that, no, we're born to move and connect in different ways. We're not there to stay still. When we stay still, we die. And the first half of the film, well, the first majority of the film shows what he gets out of it. He seems like a very grounded character, he feels very centered. he speaks well, he has a handle on his life, he interacts well with others, and he puts this down to the fact that he does move, he doesn't let life weigh him down, and that resonates because a lot of times we discuss these things that we get from film, and in our own lives as well, this idea of wanting to develop your own identity by engaging in different social scenarios, exploring different parts of the world, exploring different parts of yourself, and not just settling and accepting what is yours. And that seems to be the conclusion of his character at the beginning. But then the, the obvious spanner in the works comes, which is what runs parallel to all of these finding yourself identity road films, is there's that human draw of wanting purpose and safety and, and a place to be, and to call your own, that is the traditional path that goes with these, but normally the conclusion is, okay, you spend this time discovering your own identity through travel and movement and exploration, but that leads you towards this rounded area that you eventually get to, which you might not be ready for when you've not fully developed yourself, but when you develop yourself, you get that, And that's what most films, I think, suggest. And maybe that's what my kind of drive took me towards. But when the film goes, no, you can find this identity through all this. Yeah, and it will develop you as a person. But when you get to that point where you feel like you want to attach it to someone or something, you don't necessarily get that. And life will often throw that back in your face. And then as with his scenario in this, he's then told by his manager, no, you can go back up in the air now, we're not using the video conferencing software, your dream life is back on the cards. But no, it's no longer his dream life because he has discovered his identity, but he's not allowed to have it. So it's then this sad state of affairs of him living what looks like a sad life because he's someone who doesn't want this. He wants that longing and that grounding, but he's up in the air forever as it seems like and that was the poignancy of this film and i think that's what made it work really well what was your initial reaction what what did you get from it did you find there any depth for it or do you feel it was just a bit shallow comedy um
1: it's certainly got a darker tone to it and there certainly is depth to some of the themes <coughs> oh, excuse me uh Yeah, there's certainly some. There's a darker tone to it to some of the themes um, that you've discussed there. It is funny and it is light-hearted and it's quite nice. It's aesthetically pleasing to watch. It's nice, you know. It's very. All the actors are very polished, etc. It's like a really nice Mm -hmm. movie just to just to watch, basically. But there is a. There's some darker themes that going on here about the interplay between um, the user of technology, I think, and the provider. And I think it's quite an interesting way to reconceptualize our relationship with people because the whole... Even though Ryan Bingham is firing people, the reason why he's good at it is because he has that human connection with the people he fires. Like, he kind of... the It's the way he speaks, it's the way he is. He's personable. And, you know, the... With with the, the the technology, there's a disconnect there. Like you, you know, there's a disconnect with the, with the with the tech, and there's an element of duplicity with the tech as well. When um, Anna Kendrick is introducing it, like there's the scene when they're trialing it and they're firing that guy from a computer, but the guy sat in the other room.
0: Yeah.
1: And Anna Kendrick's character Alex doesn't really know how to react when he starts to cry in front of him, in front of her, and she can't comfort him or console him because the obstacle is is the technology. There's no... It's kind of like... It's, it's an interesting take on the road movie because the road movie is all about visceral, intense emotion with yourself and your being. But what this film is, it's kind of like a road movie and being free and being in movement all the time. But what the technology does is it, it strips that away from Bingham and that's why he doesn't like it at first. But I read quite an interesting article about it in The Guardian and the writer reference the writer of the article referenced a book that i read at university um by a french writer called Marc Auger um about uh non-spaces uh essays on super modernity and what Auger argues is that there's this in the modern world in the technologically advanced world there's something called non-space and he says the non-space is like an airport or a bus station, these kind, or like a place of travel, or like a, a temporary way station, whereby human emotion is disconnected. There's the, one of the few places in society whereby everyone is who's in that particular spot is either is going somewhere else. It's a stopping off point, and that's exactly what um, Clooney loves about his life: is that he's always going to be in a different place. He is a he, he's traveling between these non-spaces. But what that technology does is that it stops him from doing that. And the one thing I found quite interesting about the movie was um, it really does sort of... I'm maybe over-intellectualising the movie a little bit, but it certainly leans towards the idea of disconnect of emotion, disconnect with human emotion, created by uh, these non-spaces, but also created by a reliance on technology because the whole thing that Kendrick sells is that the idea in her character at least. She sells the technology as something that's enlightened, that's something that's progressive and this will make it'll cut running costs. It's a great business model. It's it's a positive thing. And as the film slowly transpires, is that it's not really that positive. And she even, she fronts the, the the project ends up leaving the company anyway to go and work for a different company because she becomes disillusioned with the creation, with her own creation, I guess. Um, so for me, there was uh, it was it was it was comforting to watch in some aesthetically just to watch Clooney prance around in a suit and swipe credit cards and like sort of. Um, Yeah, and sort of have fancy meals and then be really slick and go to these like kind of cool business meetings and stuff. Aesthetically, I love I love that about it. Um, But then you strip that away, and it's actually quite dark in terms of what it's saying about human emotion. Um, There's certainly it's like a decay of human emotion. I think Um, maybe I'm over intellectualizing it, but that's what that's kind of what I kind of got from it to an extent for sure yeah,
0: yeah 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 I see exactly what you mean when you say over intellectualising I don't think you are um, but it is worth stepping back and saying it is and what you're saying a very watchable film it is watchable in the yeah. terms of it has that um, visual and uh, audible quality to it sonic literacy just, Sonic, sonic, sonic a, a literacy. wonderful <laughs> sonic literacy to it <laughs> in the form of, as I said to you uh, before we started recording, the opening sequence where it's just showing him going through an airport security and the sound design on it is very clinical and precise like you hear the wheels rolling on the suitcase there's a close up shot of it, him undoing his belt, putting it on the conveyor belt him, like you say, swiping the credit card check-in desk getting the ticket and things like that there's very specific focus and it even goes far as saying there's maybe even a little nods to american psycho especially yeah, yeah, at yeah. the end where he gets his card for being the 10 yes. million doing 10 million miles yeah, it's yeah. almost a dreamy sequence that because the pilot comes out doesn't it and it's quite trippy that and there's it edges without ever going into this space the film of going into a little bit bizarre dreamy. It never goes there, but it just gives that little nod to it because when he speaks to the pilot, who that actor I've seen in many things and always trips me out because he's in the uh, Big Lebowski, isn't he? He in the Big Lebowski, yeah. Uh, He plays that mysterious (laughs) uh, kind of narrator character in it. Um, So fantastic. But it has, like I said, that visual um, appeal to it. It's very watchable, but, like you said, under that, there is a darkness, there is a deeper mean to it, you can just watch that film, enjoy it for what it is, is a very watchable film, enjoyable, good actors, good characters, good storyline, and it draws you in with that, with those slight tropes, but I think that is a thing, and I'm going to dig even deeper on this with American Psycho, is that, obviously, it's nowhere near what American Psycho is on the darkness of it, but it's just borrowing slightly from that uncomfortable thing that uh, American Psycho takes to the extreme is mm. that kind of loss of your own identity or your identity being linked to something that's inhumane or this modern form of the identity. And this just dips its toe in the water of that. And like I said, the slight nod with the, the black card and how he's dead obsessed with how it looks and things like that. Um, and also those themes, but there is definitely that darker side to it, and I think this is what makes it different and more slightly more uncomfortable and gives you that nihilistic feel as opposed to the more traditional um development of like a film where you find an, your identity whether it be a road film or whether it just be a um whether it be a coming or age or anything where it's identity based because it doesn't just explore. Self identity, it explores humanity, and I think that's where it changes from being identity is something that's within yourself and means different things to different people. But humanity is universal, and it's uncomfortable when that is challenged because a loss of identity can easily be easily refound, but a loss of humanity is that's like the destruction of what it is to be human, and this is explored, like you said, through the technology, and that is a very clever way that it's played out, is, and like I said, it's so much more striking watching it now, I'm not saying in 2009 nobody had ever heard of a video call, but obviously how life has played out over the last year and a half, it's just all come to a fore again, but that idea of replacing something that's at the beginning of the film, you 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 might even think it's a little bit barbaric the job he does, where he he just paid as like a hired gun to go in, fire people, and then like tell them what they want to hear, and then uh, get gone. And that already feels a bit uncomfortable at the beginning. But when that's replaced with an interaction or a computer, and that is a great scene where Anna Kendrick's character Natalie takes it on and does the first one through the computer... the guy sat in the other room... and it plays out so tensely... it's eerily quiet in the background... as she just plays through it... you can see her uncomfortable... but she goes through it with a kind of warlike vigour... in that she's ploughing through something... that she knows deep down is breaking her... but she kind of... shooting the dog before it uh, dies on its own... and putting it out of its misery... and it's hard to watch... I think that is the scene where that first real uh, dagger goes inside you of that it's more than just the identity that's being lost here. It's something human. It's Mm -hmm. something bigger than that. And yes, it leans towards that earlier on with the uncomfortable and the job they're doing. But this scene, it play out in the kind of play-by-play scene. And I think in any film or... Any bit of art when you see something play out rather than just allude to, it hits home a lot more. And as you were saying, I'm totally on board with that is this idea of taking humanity from something through technology. That's what it's been showed out through this. But that wider thing that it's playing out through it is it's in the identity of Ryan, is that has he lost his humanity by the person he is? Yes, he says that he's traveling in a way which makes more sense to him and the modern identity but does that lose something that is to be human i don't know the answer and I, and i know that's why the film is so great because it leaves you uncomfortable because you feel the draw between those two um identities and you're left thinking i don't really know which way this goes and yes even though you couldn't just look at the shallowness of the film in that it's quite an entertaining watch and witty, there is something more to it. And I don't think we should take that away from it. And that dark underbelly really does get you without it being... It is, it's a PG version of something that could be much darker. Uh, I'm going to even say it, It's a PG version of American Psycho. Let's have it. <laughs> Let's Hey, put me on record saying it. You live and die by the sword. PG version of American Psycho. Callum. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> <With it. laughs> is there anything else you wanted to add to the humanity element or any other, other themes that you think it picks up on in this well
1: I mean the, there is the the thing you sort of said there about humanity like Ryan's life is constantly throughout the film juxtaposed with his sister who's getting married I, I think is she getting married? yeah yeah. Okay. Um, she's getting married and for, like that is kind of a marriage and it does annoy me a little bit Always in a lot of films, seen as the the yardstick at how you, what you measure normality to be. Sure, like well, if you're getting married, oh let's everything let, let's compare everything. Every every if you're not getting married, everything else comparing comparison to that. If you're not getting married, that's absurd. Like you're the odd one out, basically. And Ryan in the family is the odd one out because he travels and he doesn't com- sort of conform and things like that. And he's, I mean, he, he still is. He works for a fucking global company. Like, I mean. He's not exactly a, a punk or an anarchist in his, in his spirit. <laughs> no, like no, he's government. like he's traveling on sort of like company cards and he's very, very privileged. He's, if anything, he's part of the machine just as much as his sister is. But like marriage is always used as this sort of like um, way to measure normality and, and something that's fixed and a sense of origin and settlement. That's the word I was looking for. Marriage is a very settled thing. Um, and it's used in a lot of films to sort of, Bounce off conflicting ideas, and his life is constantly being bounced off this marriage with his sister and everything. Anyway, the thing that with the humanity aspect, the context and the and state of content that he's having to produce in terms of firing people and what the um, technology is is doing is it's being altered massively. Like marriage is a. Was is like a sort of a constant thing that's been there for like hundreds of years, but like he represents something that's quite revolutionary in his own mind. Anyway, it's like, well, I'm moving. I'm not. I'm not fixed. I'm not. I'm not doing. Anything. I. I. I am my own being. I'm in charge of my own destiny, and that's liberation for me. Um, and I think it's a wider comment about sort of, you know, you can be content in your own existence as long as you don't. He's basically defining himself against someone else's existence. That's basically how he gets his. That's that's his existence. He's defining himself against somebody else or against something else. And I guess that's what we all do when we're defining our own identity. But I think the film is saying, well, maybe should you do that? Should you not do that? Just be content with who you are. I guess. But um, the thing that the film itself, and again, I I, I don't want to over-intellectualise it because it is an easy watch. But there is a darker, there's a darker and I think more sophisticated, um. Analysis to be had about it, but then again, I don't want to sort of completely uh, like turn it into this sort of intellectualized kind of like uh, film because it's 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 not really a like the way I'm describing it. You'd think it's this sort of densely nuanced like yeah, work yeah. Well, of, we, work of genius. Could you slot and it's, in it's, that
0: line that you told me that you read in the article? Because I think that sums it up really nicely what you are saying there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the artist said it's a snack rather than a meal. And like that's exactly what it is. It's a yeah. really, really nice snack. Um and that the thing is, the thing that's quite interesting about the film is that you can you can just go on and on and on and on analysing all the different sort of this could mean this, this could mean that. But really, because of the cast and because of its content and because of the length of it as well, it is just kind of a it's just an exciting Watch. It's the type of film that you'd watch. Well, I did as well. I, I did this. I watched it on my own in bed on my laptop.
0: <laughs> Crazy <Correct laughs> like, summary, yeah. And that's what that that's what the film.
1: It's that type of fil- film. it's that type of film in, pants. Of film. in my pants, <laughs> yeah. like with with a straw, with a with a cup of coffee, <laughs> like or a cup of tea.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that line. Like, I, no, it makes sense because it's a softer version of something bigger. It is, that's and exactly, yeah. It's yeah. throw throwback to what I was saying about American Psycho. But it is, it's like, there's a lot to be read into it. And I fully get what you say, like, you don't want to over it because it is a softer watch. But there is there is a an art to that of alluding to something bigger but not going the whole hog. You know, it's a more mainstream version of a bigger point. If you make that point of that darker underbelly, too intensely it's not a mainstream thing so yeah it's it's like it's a pop version of a rock Mm. song isn't it like that's that's kind of what it is so
1: it's a pop version of a pink floyd tune
0: yeah exactly (laughs) i I think we've got it nailed nicely here the analogy of the laptop in bed the pop version of pink floyd yeah absolutely and one critique i do want to throw in there is i'll just pick up on what you were saying about the storyline of his sister getting married yeah, that works along with what you were saying there. But I just think it's it's a bit too easy and obvious plot line. And this just slides yeah. into yeah. what we were saying then of how it is a softer version of something else, is that, yeah, It makes it's easy to relate to that. He, he goes back, um, sees his sister and family, doesn't see them much. He's a bit of a stranger there, and... Um, his sister's fiancé has cold feet on the day he's sent in to have a word with him talks him round and then his other sister's like oh welcome back to the family you know you've established himself and then he gets a little twinkle in his eye of oh it's good being close to people you love isn't it and then that's when he kind of decides he wants to go and uh, pursue um, forgot a name but the girl the woman that he's seeing um, Alex Alex. Yeah. so it works in the plot, it's just, out of everything in the film, I think it is quite clever, the rest of the film, whereas that's just a bit too easy to get that pivotal point of where he has a slight change in mind, of like, oh, we'll just do this, it's very soft, that's my main critique of the film, that's what holds it back, in my eyes, and it's not a frustration, because just be- that comes with the territory of the film, as we were saying, the softness and the kind of bit more... Box office nature of it, but that is the biggest um, frustration. Well, not fr- as I have said, not frustration. Drawback with the film, in mm. my view. Callum, let's wrap this up. I think let's, we've uh... we've come to actually a nice point. It's not often we get to a point where we've really drawn a nice round point around the film there's normally still more to explore in our minds but we've wrapped it up nicely and that probably says a lot about the film itself the fact that we have been able to get its number without having to go too far off piece to get Mm. there it's making a point there's something within it but overall you know it's a good watch summarize callum let's have your overall view and give us your mark out of 10 if you would please
1: i'm gonna give it eight out of 10 because it is just a really nice, aesthetically pleasing film to watch. It's an easy watch. It's, it's just kind of like, it's just nice. It's funny, makes you think a little bit. It's nice. It's a snack rather than a meal, as the guy from The Guardian described it. And I, it's just such a great way to describe it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's about sort of human connection, human emotion, travel, travel. Um, you know, on a broader on a broader broader plane, I suppose it's about a wider disconnect of human emotion, a decay of human emotion, maybe. Um, but fundamentally, it is really a film about sort of taking control of your own destiny, I guess. Um, and that's why I'm giving it eight out of ten because it's like it's big. It's a big theme that's made relatively accessible. Yeah. And. Um, that's good. It's just nice to watch George Clooney prance around in a suit. Lovely. Um, so yeah, that's my analysis. Fantastic.
0: Thank you very much, Callum. Yeah, my main taking was for it, and I'll go right to the back right to the back to the start of this review of saying that the initial feeling it gave me was a bit of an emptiness, but it was challenging in that way. It left you in a place where here's a traditional experience i'm getting from a film like this of pursuit of identity the struggle between um pursuing other things expanding yourself but also the long for a place and a purpose but then it throws a bit of a twist on that and ends a bit nihilistically and feels a bit empty and poses more questions and i think it does that and for a quite mainstream film to add those questions in and make you feel that i think is a great job from the filmmaker and he's done really well throw on top of that the watchability of it I often c- complain about films not being very watchable this is highly watchable and you dive into it as I say I want two things out of a film I want them to pose something for me to think about and consider but I want them to be watchable this does it it just falls slightly short on the The themes that it goes by, because I want it to go harder into those, but for what it is, let's go back with that line, a pop version of a Pink Floyd song, like that, yes, absolutely, the bit that draws it back for me, is like I said, the subplot of his sister getting married, just a bit too predictable and soft, but comes with the territory of the whole film, I also am going at 8 out of 10, visually great, quirky in in areas it threatened to dance into a bit of weirdness and i liked that without actually really going there it was very well shot um sound design was fantastic and visually it was great brilliant acting cast was spot on eight out of ten good film absolutely would watch again and is very easy to dive into and jump back out of it was a good film up in the air there we go bish bash bosh and i'm very satisfied that we've managed to actually summarize it feel satisfied with that and i think that says a lot about the film without saying anything about the film (laughs) brilliant callum we've done it again another review we have thank you very much it's okay anytime yeah we'll keep going we will keep going And of course, plenty more for us to dive into. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Always thoroughly enjoy it. And I hope you listening did too. We'll be back again very soon with another review. Callum will be joining me, of course. But until then, keep watching films and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.